Okay, so I had a vision, but first I want to talk about a few other things that have been on my heart lately. Well, first I want to say that I know I talk about Tupac a few times. I spoke about him a few times. And I want to keep saying I'm not trying to slander him, but then I have my opinion. I, I got to feel like I got to get it off my chest. But obviously it bothered me that he said he don't like me. He straight up just said he don't like me. And, you know, I want to say I looked up to Tupac, but I wouldn't necessarily say I ever really did like that, though. And I hate that I'm saying that now because it seemed like I was lying. I'm lying about it, but I don't think I ever really idolized Tupac like everybody else did. I think I wanted to jump on that bandwagon. But it was never really me for real. But all that being said, that doesn't take away from the fact when he spoke and the things that he spoke about, I recognized the truth. And I appreciated that it was somebody like him who was where he was at, you know, with that kind of truth and was being vocal about it. You know, teaching their children. And, you know, I learned at a young age, like, a lot of the stuff that he would say, like, it really shaped a lot of the different things I know today, a lot of the different things I looked into, a lot of the different things I learned in the process. So I can't say that it didn't kind of, like, shape who I am, which is why when it felt that he he had came to me and said, you know, he didn't really say me. He didn't say I smoked me, but it's like he directed it towards me or was looking at me or something like that when he said, you know, when I said I was going to, you know, spark the mind and change the world, I guarantee that I believe it was you in the way he was saying that. So looking back in hindsight, because I'm not fully aware of if this individual was with me the whole time. If this individual was with me the whole time, that would make sense why it wasn't clear he was talking to me. So it's like, maybe he wasn't talking to me, but who was with me or who was around me or who was in me at the time. But that being said, that also you know, goes along with the fact that, you know, I was set up. I was set up. And, you know, I don't know. I was set up. But I just want to say that, you know, I just got a new insight on a lot of different things. Like, how you say you don't like me. And he had so much to say. Like, the stuff he was saying to me was so disrespectful. It was so out of the way. And at the time that he came and said it, you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm just so tough and just so, you know, so much of force be reckoned with that, 
he wouldn't have said that right to my face any time. But I feel like everybody felt that that was a time to come and say everything out the way that they could have said to me. Because they, they didn't say it before. They didn't say it the whole time. They didn't. They were saying some crazy out the way stuff, and they was doing some crazy out the way stuff. But it's amazing how people take that opportunity when they feel like you ain't got no way of doing nothing back or saying nothing back or, you know, being able to defend yourself. Now, I never really necessarily took Tupac as a punk or anything. We all human. But I always did know you live by the gun, you die by the gun. One thing that frustrated me a little bit about Tupac is the Biggie story. That's that's just for a given. I feel like a lot of times these, these subjects is taboo because you don't really know what you're talking about because you wasn't there. But also at the same time, it's like people want to take sides automatically. You know? But... Why Tupac, why he didn't drop that diss song until after he got away from Biggie? Why he didn't do something right then? Biggie set him up. He knew he set him up. He waited till he left to start beef with Biggie. He didn't shoot him up right then. Maybe he didn't have a gun on him, but he didn't catch smoke right in his face right then at the time. He waited till he left. Don't nobody talk about that. Because Tupac got to be so real. And I noticed that. And I didn't really necessarily choose sides between Biggie and Tupac because it really looked like in a movie, Biggie didn't set that up. He really didn't know for real. But I don't know if I can necessarily believe that because, like, a lot of people was jealous of Tupac. That's just what it was. So... I don't know. I don't want to speak on stuff. I just wasn't necessarily there for. I don't have all the information for. Like I said, I wasn't able to be on that Tupac bandwagon like everybody else. So I didn't, you know, get down to the nitty gritty details. All in the, A lot of the stuff that I know, I did a little bit of research. I watched a few little things, you know, formed somewhat of an opinion. But I wasn't like the biggest fan of him. My brother was, which is why a lot I got a lot of information about him. But regardless of anything, though, you know, this entire experience and being the way that it is, I feel that if I was a big Tupac fan like most people are, it would have affected this experience. Maybe I, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have been who I was, you know, because I would have been so biased and I would have, you know, I would have been a follower, and I would have been an idolizer. I don't necessarily idolize him, but I do respect his opinions and his truth. So I did always, I, a lot of times thought it was super corny. A lot of people would just be like, Tupac, 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 this, Tupac, that. Oh, everybody's Tupac. Everybody's real. Everybody's thug life. And it's like, man. Like, I get it. Tupac was legendary, and the way it's so much hype around him, you make you it make you feel like either he really that, or everybody just really corny and followers. 
I'm really starting to feel like it might be a little bit of both because I looked into a little bit myself and after hearing, you know, a lot about Tupac and stuff, it's like, it's not ill-fitted, the hype around his name. It's just people just jump on bandwagons so blindly. A lot of times they don't even really care to form their own opinion. It's just that everybody else is doing it. And that's so corny to me. It makes it corny. It dulls everything down. It waters everything down. But don't take my opinion for it. You know, all I know is he said that he don't like me. He said he don't like me. He said he like my sister better. And you know what? I can't necessarily be 100% mad at that because if I'm going to be completely honest, like, I respect a lot of things about my sister. I would die for my sister. You know, I love her too. So I can't be super mad that he just respect her opinion or choose her side over mine. You know, but in this particular situation, I just feel that she is wrong. And, you know, it's two sides every, no, it's three sides every story, I guess. Yours, mine, and truth. But it's not even about my opinion about her being wrong. Let's wipe whoever is right, whoever is wrong completely off the table. What I feel was most wrong and most difficult to accept is that I felt that his he was basing and forming his opinion off of jealousy. It was jealousy. It wasn't even have nothing to do about who he felt was right or who he felt was more wrong. He was just jealous. And I don't respect that. I don't respect that because you show up and tell me you don't like me. How you feel about me. How, you know, just get disrespectful and everything. Tell me that you choose such and such side over mine. And I really don't like you for real. And I'm just here to say, you know, and it's like, but you the main one who say, don't ever care what nobody say about you or feel about you. But you sitting up here telling me you don't like me. What was the point of adding that? What was the point of adding that you take her side? And if you took her side, what was the point of saying anything to me? I don't respect nothing about that. And I don't respect nobody coming to you and trying to intimidate you with their opinion of you. One thing I do respect, though. Is his truth. The fact that he wanted to see something like this happen. The fact that he, you know, he contributed to something like this happening by by getting that knowledge and, that, and the truth out there. By exposing different things about the Illuminati, the stuff that's happening right all around us at all times that we want to ignore. I respect that about him. I respect, you know, him being on board with this. And then, you know, knowing the information that he has and how he got it, you see how real he had to be to make it to that point to get that information. Because a lot of people who fall easily, it's a lot of people who fall under pressure, it's a lot of people who don't even care. So it shows that he kind of went the route you went. He he gone, he's, he's probably gone through a lot of things you're going through right now. He's had to do a lot of things that you've had to do. So that that makes him very, very... You know, in my opinion, real. That can be denied. But I'm offended by it because it's like, you know, even after everything, you see what it's like to be in my shoes. And you still felt like it was okay for you to say that to me like that. You know, I know I was wrong before. 
when I didn't know nothing, when I was ignorant, I was wrong. But after now I know, you know, I'm checking myself. When, I, when I'm quick to judge people, when I'm forming opinions about people and trying to, you know, pick sides when you don't know what it's like to walk a mile in somebody's shoes. And I'm not saying I can force him to choose who he feel like is more right. But I feel like it's like it's so much more pressure on me because I am more right. And some people just not going to want to admit that. Some people not going to want to give you those props. Some people not going to want to admit the respect they have for you for, for what you're making it through and what you're, what you're fighting for and who you are. You know, and when it comes down to it, it may be because they are jealous because you are more than what they were, more than what they are, more than what they'll ever be. And they don't want to have to admit that. And you know what? I couldn't say nothing to him. Because the position that I'm in right now, I'm, you know, vulnerable. I'm at, you know, almost anybody's disposal right now. I'm vulnerable. I'm fighting with all that I have, but I'm fighting everybody around me at all times. And I'm fighting the people I'm supposed to love the most. So I'm vulnerable. But somebody else said it, and he could take that from them. He could hear that from them, but he would not ever hear that from me. I would never respect nobody to ever do that in that position. I don't care what nobody say. I would never respect nobody to ever do that in that position. Like, what you're saying to me is, you know, you knew that I couldn't say nothing to you. You knew that I spent all this time fighting all these different people off me, and I'm low-key weak right now. You knew that I was vulnerable. You knew that I was hurt and brokenhearted, and that's the last thing I want to hear or take or, you know, have to, you know, get from anybody else. You knew all of that, and that's when you decided to say it. I mean, did you feel like that was your only opportunity to say it? Or did you want to kick me when I was down like everybody else, but you want to pretend like you're one of those people who understand what that's like? I respect nothing about that. I never do that. I never show up. I don't want to say what I never do, though. You never know what you will do. But I just want to say that if I had to show up beyond the grave to motivate somebody for doing something that... I paved the way for, or I feel that I set, I, I set stones in order for them to get to. And God was allowing me to be present for that to happen and to see that come to pass and play a part in that. I'm not going to show up and tell them I don't like them. I'm not going to show up and tell them I take such and such side over you. I'm not going to show up and kick them while they down or be disrespectful towards them. I'm not going to show up and do that. But everybody got their way of doing things. They do it, you know? And, you know, I respect whatever advice or whatever constructive criticism or just criticism, you know, I'm going to respect it, you know, for what I can respect it for. I'm still learning. Maybe later on in life, I understand that a little better. But I don't, I just don't, I just don't rock with it, you know. Also, I feel like he respects or chooses my sister over me because he feel like, I'm scary and don't want to fight her or something. Like I took the scary route or something, you know, like 
when it come down to it, like I'm I'm fake tough or something. And it's like, were you here or not? I ain't even trying to be, you know, extra or nothing. Was you here or not? Did you not see what happened or not? You see, you know, the different decisions that I made and the different routes I had to take and why I did that and what God is showing and revealing that this is why I am who I am because I made these different decisions. So to me, that made me feel like the reason why you choose her side is because you wanted them. You wanted them individuals that missed the mark on these different things because you couldn't separate certain things or you you wasn't able to put your pride or ego away for certain things. So therefore you weren't able to accomplish certain things. And that's why I'm more than what you are. And you jealous of it. But now you want to clown me for it. And, you know, I just don't, I don't be respecting this kind of stuff because when you, when it come down to it, you know, you want to believe, you know, they really like that. You know, they really tough like that. They really, they really that person. This not for fake, you know, this for real. This is who they is, you know, and you want to feel like maybe you wrong, but you not because God just exposed that you not. God just showed you that you're not. And if that wasn't God that told him, you're jealous. I guess it wasn't God. I would guess it wasn't God that said it. It might not have been Jesus that told Tupac right to his face. He's jealous. But whoever he heard it from, he was able to accept that from them, but not from me. That's just like my sister. Everybody else sit around her and tell her she's jealous and she wrong. And, you know, she really look up to me and she imitate a lot of stuff that I do and use it for herself. But make it seem like when I do it, it's corny. She can hear that from anybody else but me. I say she want to fight. So that's jealousy. And, you know, I, I guess she found a lot of people just like her. Because there's so many people who recognize the greatness in me like she does or have. And can and is not willing to humble board or support that, but instead decide that they rather tear that down, sabotage me, and keep me from getting to where I gotta get. And you would say, okay, well then you fight each and every single last one of them, and you you win, you beat them. That's what you gotta do. You don't sit around crying about it. You don't you don't sit around doing it. You know the stuff that you're doing, feeling sorry for yourself, whatever. But it's like when you see. How dirty they playing behind the scenes. I'd rather be me any day. Any day. You respect somebody putting witchcraft on you to see you never get, get to your destiny? You respect somebody selling you over to the devil? Just because you more wanted than them? Or your destiny's bigger than theirs? Or you're not afraid of them? Like when they felt like they was big and was able to exert power over you as a child. You you respect that more? No, you respect somebody telling lies and manipulating an entire situation in order to get you killed so they could somehow steal or cheat their way into an advantage. You respect that. 
No, no. You respect somebody who would rather go to hell and take the whole family down with them, even an unborn child that they're supposed to be responsible for and supposed to, you know, take care of, etc. You respect all of that just to get back at somebody or to keep somebody else from getting to the next level, even though that individual will be paving the way and making sure they eat too. I never took Tupac as that type of person. He always say, if I eat, everybody eat. I'd rather take an L than for you so you could you could win. I took L so you could win. But you respect somebody who do everything opposite. I won't say everything. Because if that's the case, that would say that would be saying that I don't believe in her. And if I didn't believe in her, then I wouldn't have done everything that I did in order to preserve her life. So I don't want to take everything away from her. But I just want to say that a lot of the different things that was done and a lot of the different things in the ways that they was done they was the, the things were done, if it was on the other foot, if I was the person that was jealous, hateful, manipulative, you know, sabotaging and willing to burn a whole building down with everybody in it in order for it not to be whoever it was. If that was me, if the shoe was on the other foot, you would have gave that individual every ounce of respect they deserved. You would have took their side. You wouldn't have said nothing. This about petty reasons like dark skin versus light skin. No dad versus having a dad. You know, being prideful and having an ego to the point where you got to always prove yourself to people and you you're being somebody that you're not. You're not able to let down, you know, certain guards and show show vulnerability, not even for God to a certain extent. And it hinders you and you can't stand it. It burns you up inside because you suffer for it. That's what this about at the end of the day. And because I do that, you want to say that I'm the weak one and I'm a crybaby and I'm, you know, you want to say I'm a punk. I'm all this other stuff. But when it come down to it, the fact of the matter is that ain't even really what it's about. <laughs> what it's really about is the fact that you wasn't able to do that. And you wasn't able to do that because that's the weakness in you. Or that's the fear in you. Or that's whatever it is in you. That's really what it's about. You know? And... You see somebody able to do that, and you kind of mad that they was, you know, able to do something you couldn't do. That would have made a difference between making you greater, or maybe even made a difference between the position that you're in right now. And you know what? I don't care no more about saying it because I was saying the whole time, like. I got to respect the fact that for him to understand all that I've gone through to get to this point means he went through it too. I got to respect that his opinion might be more than mine's right now because he knows a little more. He went through a little more. You know, I'm new to this. I'm still figuring this stuff out. But now I'm starting to feel my way through and I'm starting to decide for myself that, you know, to trust myself from the jump. Trust what I already know from the jump. And this is something I felt from the jump. This is how I felt from the jump. But 
I couldn't say it. I couldn't say it because if I had said it, I would have been risking my sister's life. How can you come to somebody and take that opportunity to say it then? You know Satan is using you. You know Satan using you. I don't care what nobody say. You know Satan using you. You know? But it is what it is because I think that even from beyond the grave, even from hell, he fighting to save people's souls. And that right there just shows power and strength. Imagine how hard, how much power you have, how much strength you have if you're still able to fight and save people's souls, even from hell. It's people in hell burning. It's people in hell who you ain't going to never see or hear from again. But God gave him the opportunity to be a part of this moment. You know, because of who he is, that shows a lot. That does say a lot about him. You know, I dealt with the same thing with Whitney Houston. But the thing is, with Whitney Houston, she didn't necessarily take sides, but she sure did express how she felt about the way that my sister was handling things in this situation. Something that Tupac wasn't going to do. I don't respect that. I don't respect none of that. He respect the way she doing things, but... I don't respect that. Maybe the dynamic is necessary, though. Because look how it's set up. Even God kind of wanted this way. You got to respect that, that even God kind of wanted this way. But I still don't respect it, though. Because it's like, I don't know. Maybe it always got to be that dynamic. It got to be somebody who's like, openly aggressive and openly, you know, violent and, you know, openly doing whatever. It didn't got to be somebody who's just like humble. And I just had to be the humble one. I'm okay with being a humble one. You know, I'm okay with being the one who don't want to be evil. I'm okay with being the one who don't want to be in competition. I'm okay with being the one who don't want to attack or destroy other people's destinies, lives, opportunities. I'm okay with it. Like I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit more happier I'm a little bit more at peace. I'm a little bit more safe in God. But, you know, if that make you happier, you know, to express that and get that off your chest and do and be whoever it is that you're, you know, you are, then that's just your personality. It's nothing wrong with that. Maybe he just chose her personality, but I feel that, you know, a lot like I'm going to just say what I know. What I know is, is jealousy. It's jealousy. He's triggered. You know? She lost because her anger got the best of her. She lost because, well, I don't want to say she lost because nobody really lost, but she got placed in a position that she got placed in because her anger got the best of her. It clouded her judgment. It caused her to, you know, ignore certain red flags. A lot of times it's, causing her to ignore certain red flags that's putting her in positions that's jeopardizing her and others' lives and she's not considering that. Nor she's not caring. She's not responsible enough. And so God gave me the responsibility for a reason. But you sitting up here with your opinion saying I like her better. I choose her like God and already choose me. But that being said, you know, I understand a lot of people that are jealous of me is because of that same exact reason. 
a lot of things that they fall short on. God chose me for. And I'm supposed to feel, no matter of fact, I do feel isolated and alone a lot of times. I'm never alone, I got God, but a lot of times I just feel like I'm never going to be a, I'm never going to be, you know, safe in this world. I'm never going to be accepted into this world. These all things I can deal with, though. I'm good. Like, I've I've learned to make it this far without these things. I'm going to be okay. It's just, I don't know if I ever have anybody ever understand me. And even this individual that I feel like is, you know, fighting so hard for me and everything, I still don't necessarily know because this individual want to be so much like Tupac. He want to be so much like Tupac. I just don't know how a woman can even fit in Tupac life with around his ego, to be quite honest. I don't know if anybody ever told him that before, but I'm, I'm quite sure he's heard it. So if you want to be like him, you ain't going to have one either. Unless you stroking your ego. And that's not going to be enough for you if you want to be like Tupac because you want one that, I guess, match your energy in a way challenge you or just appeal to certain things about you but you can't let go of your ego in order to have one come on now you're gonna have to pick one you're gonna have to do something so it's like wife or ego future and happiness with a woman or ego pride so-called reputation you're gonna have to pick you have to pick or choose options you're gonna have to grow up and be a man Tupac died when he was 25, but we don't know who, who or what kind of individual he would have been by the time he was like 30 and he wanted to get married and have children. He would have had to change. So why you want to be like Tupac? You want to, you want to live a, lo- a long life? Do you want to grow up? One thing about Tupac, and I said this before, he's forever young. You probably won't be, though. So, I think we need to start taking things like that into account. You want to grow old here on this earth? You want to learn? You want to be wise? So, that means you have to make it past the age of 25 in a 25-year-old mindset. Strip the ego. Because I'm never marrying nobody like that. You'd rather choose somebody and pick somebody over me because somehow I trigger or intimidate you. You don't deserve me. You will never deserve me. But I don't know if this individual is so much like him. Because whoever it is, checked him and said you're jealous. But would they have checked him if it weren't for, you know, certain reasons? I don't know. One thing I have realized, though is that they seem to do a lot of the same things. If I seen something in the spirit, and I don't know if it's true now because so much happened since and I feel like so much been exposed as fake and not real, but this might still be true because this lingers on my heart. I saw myself in the spirit and I was just floating in a holy white room. 
this individual showed up and it feel as if they was told to show up at a certain time on a certain day looking their best and their opinion or you know in their mind them looking their best was to show up with all their chains their most expensive shoes and clothes and you know all their popularity and money and all that other stuff that was their best that was their mindset of their best but they showed up to a spiritual place where it's not even about what you're wearing somebody can see inside your soul so showing up your best means showing up as your best self and they, that was they that's what their best self was and i won't even I won't even disrespect Tupac by saying I feel that he does how he is. I would say that, yeah, he does probably exhibit a lot of those same qualities, but I don't know if that's how his he would show up as his best self in that type of environment. I don't know if he would know better or not. Seems like he was flashy. But when it comes down to it, this individual showed up in a place thinking that change and stuff matter, and inside of their soul, what, what was obvious and what was clear was, you know, yeah, they're a good person, but they always putting on a front. They're a good person, but they always putting on a show. They're a good person, but they always hiding behind their ego and their pride. And so from that moment, I believe it started the process of breaking all that down for real. Because God don't ever... You know, respect none of that. But I also want to say that I'm not God. I'm human. I still have flaws. So I might even in my own way show up that same way to God. In God's eyes, how he sees me, there's no telling how I show up hiding things, hiding behind things, not willing to put certain things away. So I'm never going to act as if I'm better than anybody. I just want to say it feels like it's a lot of things that aren't willing to be stripped or, you know, given up for this process to work. And I don't want to be deprived for the rest of my life. I don't want to be deprived for the rest of my life. And then there's also this narrative that it's like, I'm just wrong. What I did was wrong. And it's really about what I did. It's really about how I behaved and how I handled myself and it's what it's come across way too many times that ain't it ain't never been about that. It ain't never been about what I did. Wanna know why? Because what happened was every, after when everybody found out what I did and who I was, they was mad because I wasn't worse. So how is it about what I did? When compared to everybody else seeing and what all they was discussing about how they did and how wrong they was. What I did was a slap on the wrist, probably. Now, I wasn't a slap on the wrist, but it was a nowhere as bad as what they are. And that's what that's what made everybody mad. So, to be quite honest, I'm not going to have nobody supporting me or taking up for me on this note. Because, like I said, everybody else, I'm not going to say everybody else way worse. Because God even showed me that you have no idea where you fall on the scale, you know, of filthiness compared to other people. Don't think you're better. You have you have no clue where you really land. But I will say that a lot of people, you know, and if their opinions don't matter, and I guess it don't matter either. 
but based off of how filthy everybody else is and all the sin everybody is committing, how wrong everybody is, it ain't about what I did. What I did is just on display. And I see a lot of people love to do that. You know, they don't know what I did. They don't know what I be doing behind closed doors. And they don't know how wrong I am. So I'm going to sit here and look innocent and point the finger at you. Because you don't know my business. Because you don't know how bad I am. Because you don't know my sin. Your, your sin on display. Let's talk about you right now. Like I ain't do the same thing last week or last night. That's just what's going That's just what it is. You know? But I'm not mad at that no more. Because... How you going to move forward without forgiveness? How you going to have peace? You know, if you allow these different things to affect you, people going to always try to get to you like that. And they is only trying to get to you, promise. Because don't think that when they close their eyes, lay their lay head down at night, they're not thinking about all the bad stuff they done. Or they might not be thinking about it every single time, but don't think that they don't know how wrong they is with the different secrets that they'll die, they'd rather die with than ever allowed to be seen or exposed. They out here doing everything, jumping through hoops, working tirelessly and suffering and burning to cover up the the secrets that are threatened to be exposed in themselves. But they want to sit here and talk about you. Don't ever let nobody talk about you. I don't care who it is. I don't care what you think they are. This is why it's so important not to idolize nobody but God. Because ain't nobody perfect. And how you going to let somebody sit up here and tell you about anything when you don't know what they're going through or what they're willing to do to keep whatever they did under wraps? Who are you? I wouldn't even sit up here and want to expose anything Tupac did. Besides, of course, what he has told me. He, he haven't told me nothing like... He felt like he didn't want the world to know. But the fact of the matter is, I just don't respect that. You know, it's people out here I see every single day. You know, it's a lot of people who being extorted into sabotaging and they rather bury me. No matter how good of a person I am, no matter how much power God placed in me, no matter the destiny that God placed on my life, even if it's the freedom from they sin, from they chains, from whatever situation that they in, to be used as a vessel to make this world a better place, they'd rather kill me to keep they sin under, wrap, under wraps, to keep from being exposed for what they have done, are is doing, and already is, you know, fully into every day. Running around crazy, man. I'm talking about doing anything and everything. I'm talking about paying whole police departments, banks, everybody you will ever possibly run into in the world, going to such great lengths to spread lies to you and parts of the country that you might not ever visit, but just in case you was thinking about it. Doing all of that to keep the stuff that they doing under wraps. But they want to make you look like you're the worst person in the world. Don't you ever listen to nobody. That's one thing I do agree with that he said. Do not care what nobody think about you. But he told me not to care. He said don't care. He didn't tell me personally not to care. He said don't care. Don't ever care what nobody think about you. But then he told me something as if I should care what he thought about me. So you got to be careful with that too. 
If you say don't care what nobody think about you, that means you too. I respect that. I respect none of that. But you know what? Maybe it wasn't Tupac. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was just a familiar spirit that's deceiving many. Maybe Tupac really just in hell. You know? Can't handle conversations with him. That's just that. But after what I've experienced, I don't believe nothing is impossible. So I don't know. I really don't know. But I do believe that this individual that's so influenced by Tupac and want to be like him so much might be deceived by a familiar spirit, by Satan. I would, I would almost believe that because Satan want to keep us believing and staying so much to keep us away from God as much as possible so that when somebody like me come around that's telling the truth, that's saying, let that stuff go, show humility, be vulnerable, give it to God, let go of your pride and your ego, forget about being certain type of individuals, be willing to submit all these things over, die for Christ. Give it up. Stop trying to fit in. Money don't mean nothing. You don't need to be flashy. Let go of the I don't give a F attitude. Stop being hard-hearted. Be soft-hearted. Die for your brother. Be willing to give anything for your sister. Love your family. Go through whatever for them. Fight for them. Look dumb. Don't, don't fight them. Fight for them. Fight the people who meant to be fought. And you're not supposed to fight in a way where you want to pick up a gun or pick up some sort of stick and start fighting. Get on your knees and pray. Every single time. Every single time. That's the only thing you should ever be doing. And don't you never argue with nobody. Pray for them every single time. Overlook everything. And if we all decided to start doing that, then we would not be fighting. I mean, look like a punk. So what? Walk away from a fight. It is what it is. Be who you got to be for God. Give up what you got to give up for God. Let go of whatever for God. Satan wants you to keep believing in certain things that Tupac did because Tupac still went to hell. So Satan going to keep you idolizing him. So when he burned every single time you idolize that man. First of all, every time you say Tupac's name, he's being burned up more. So you love him so much, stop talking about him. That's number one. Stop playing his music. Stop printing out T-shirts and shirts and posters and idolizing him because he just burns more in hell. But you love him so much. I want you to consider that. The more that you love this man who died when he was 25 years old, he's been in hell ever since, you increase his torment in hell. Oh, but that's if you believe that type of thing. But don't you think Tupac didn't? He did. He knew better. He was on his knees praying to God, I believe. Trying to get out of the situation. And though he couldn't escape it, and that's not his fault, but it is. You have the opportunity to. And you idolizing somebody who went to hell. Here's the thing. Unless you plan on going to, you're going to have to get that up. So you can say, oh, I want to go to hell. It's a party in hell. I want to go to hell and be with Tupac. Come on now. If you listen to it, if you really idolize him, you know he'd tell you that was dumb. 
you being a follower. But that's what I'm saying. A lot of these names is kept alive. Tupac was just a regular man. If you want to talk about Tupac so much, talk about Peter. Talk about Jesus. Talk about any character in the Bible. King Saul, King David, King Solomon. Talk about these different people. True-born Israelites. Kings of Israel. God-anointed people. Talk about these people. Because Tupac was God-anointed. He used it for the wrong reasons. People people idolize people too much. They don't even know the effect that that has. And it's sad because in reality, Tupac really was a king. That's something that we don't have to... That's something I'm coming to terms with. Because we live in a world of a democracy where it's like we got to vote people into, you know, office or whatever. What you need to understand is these people with millions of people who are they are influenced by, who stand over the world, like Jay-Z, Beyonce, Rihanna, you know, all these different people. They really are kings and queens in modern day. They really are. That's what's so messed up. But we live in a society that they're not able to actually embody or appear in that way, the way that they're meant to. They're supposed to have whole kingdoms. What well, they do, but it, it just look different. Because, see, all we care about is money and jewelry and flashy, you know, Oscar award shows, etc., but at, some, at one point in time, it was just like a whole kingdom where everybody served that kingdom and everybody played a part and everybody was, you know, they respected their king and their queen. It looked different now because we're not submitting to God. We're not where we need to be spiritually. So it's not that it's all wrong because in a way, if it's still a kingdom, it's still a kingdom. It just looked different, you know. Still the same thing, but it's still not because we still in chains. It's mental slavery. And how can a king and a queen be in mental chains? That's messed up. So as long as the king and the queen is in mental chains, that means each and every single last kingdom is also enslaved as well. That's the messed up part about it. That's the difference. Your king, your queen is not supposed to be enslaved. So that's the kings and the queens we got today. Mentally chained, mentally enslaved. But don't let me speak for that because I'm still on my way. So we'll see what it's like. Maybe I got to break these chains off for me to see it differently. But after what God has shown me, nah. If you even live in a certain kind of lifestyle, doing a certain kind of thing, or embodying a certain kind of thing, you in chains. He showed me two alternate futures. One future, I stood on a podium, my hair wrapped up, modest clothing, in front of a, a million woke people with a small, a small, like five, six, seven, eight, Powerful men behind me. Excuse me. We all were powerful. We all were woke. We all were who we were supposed to be. We all knew who God was. And he descended above us at all times. Nothing on me was changed. Besides 
who I was now. No, everything on me was changed. But nothing as far as appearance goes. No BBLs, no nose jobs, no boob jobs, no makeup, hair, none of that stuff. Just my natural born body that God gave me. So every time I see these futures and and my face is unrecognizable. Because I've changed something due to surgery. I know that that's Satan. I know that that is Satan. God showed me this future and he said, that's happening. It's going to be very difficult, but it's going to happen. And it's going to be good forever. And now Satan is coming up, showing up two, three years after the fact. Showing me alternate futures. And it's complicated because certain things are the same. Like God. God is still there. So how do I know when God is still there that that's not supposed to be my destiny? Well, I know because I'm not who I've already seen myself to be. And my people, they're not there. Not in the way that they're supposed to be. So it shows what won't be there. What won't be there is my unchanged appearance. And a 100% woke mind to the point where I'm not wearing my hair out. My hair is wrapped up. You know, I'm not wearing certain outfits or clothing that are revealing. No makeup, no weave, nothing like that. No jewelry. And my people are there. So if I take this alternate future, I guess what I'll be sacrificing is all of you. Y'all won't make it. Y'all not going. I make it. I'm I'm okay. I'm going to be all right. But you won't be there. That would be like if Moses didn't convince God to change his mind when he was about to kill everybody. And we wouldn't even be here today. He was going to make a nation out of Moses' descendants. So, nah, I don't think it's supposed to be like that. If I'm reading really modern day Moses, that means I would never let that happen. I'm supposed to fight for each and every single last one of y'all to beat her, even when y'all not fighting for yourselves. And the saddest part is that we are controlled. We in mental chains. So I can't even blame y'all because I feel that once it's all gone, everybody's going to be like, wait, what happened? Where was I? Because you don't even know who you are. You don't even know what's going on. This stuff is sad. This is very sad, but it shouldn't be just me to make it out of this. Because how many times that's probably happened over the years? God was only able to save one or just a few because out of of all the people who could have been saved, they was totally against it because they wanted to go their own way and they didn't want to submit to God. You got to understand God's power. You got to trust him. You got to choose him. You got to stop fighting this because you cannot beat him. And when you think that you are sabotaging or hindering anything in God's plan, you only cheat yourself. You only sabotage and hinder your own salvation. That's the sad part about it. It's always a test. It's all You're always on practice grounds. So when you out here sabotaging your brother or your sister, being evil, Doing whatever it is that you're doing to hurt somebody else instead of sacrificing yourself for somebody else every single day. God is paying attention. And everything that you do contributes to your own salvation, not theirs. 
Why you study here kicking somebody down and saying, well, if God was real, I wouldn't be able to even do this. If God was real, I wouldn't be able to get away with it. If God was real, then wouldn't he be stopping me? He's letting you get away with that because you're only stopping yourself. But go ahead, by all means, don't listen to me. It just made me sad. All I can do is cry, but I'm a crybaby about it. I'm the crybaby. So look up to somebody who'd rather cuss you out or fight you or be all big and loud about it. Rather than somebody who cry about it and fight for you because they care so much for you. Would never do that. I would never go behind nobody's back and sabotage their destiny. I would never in my life want to keep somebody from what they meant to be. I don't care if I never was going to be nothing. I would never in my life for no reason, I don't care what I've been through, take that on somebody else. And I understand we have learned behavior, and I am trying to unlearn these things, but the fact of the matter is my intention is to heal from these things so I cannot hurt other people in my process of who I cross in my path. You don't have intentions of doing that. You feel like you justified in hurting other people, and you don't want to learn, you don't want to submit to God, and you don't care. How is that something to look up to? How is that something to admire? I don't respect it. A lot of the times, the reason I do things because I have to. But even though I have to, I'm still trying to take responsibility for that too. I do not respect this. I don't respect it. But it is what it is. Everybody always want to laugh and think stuff so funny. Oh my gosh. that's a, That's like the... God works in mysterious ways, so I'm just going to trust what he's doing regardless. Because he gave me who he gave me. He put me on an assignment that he put me on. And if everybody is like this, then it's for a reason, you know? Or maybe it's for no reason, but God is, you know, God does everything for a reason. Regardless, though, you know? I don't know, this stuff weighing down heavy on me. I've been so stressed lately, I'm like, man. It feels like I'm being told, like, that future, that vision of just you making it out and them never regretting or never showing no remorse for nothing that they did and being the same way for the rest of their lives. That's that's probably what's going to happen. I feel like I'm sacrificing my future. Because if God showed me that that can happen, then shouldn't I hold off and wait and be confident and never give up on that? And that's the only way it'll come to pass. But people show me every single day that they have no intentions of change and they think it's funny. They show no remorse, never. No matter what. No matter how hard I fight. No matter what I sacrifice or give up. No matter how much I suffer. They just never show no signs of remorse. And they seem, it seems like they never will for no reason. Whether they had everything that was meant to have or nothing, they still be the same type of individuals. 
they refuse to change. They don't see the benefit in being obedient children of God. They don't see the benefit in it. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not about to go back to thinking that my big dreams of changing the world is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nobody's about to take that away from me. I never let nobody take my heart away from me my whole life. I'm not about to let them take it now. But you know what? It is going to matter. It is going to come in handy. We just got to, we got to want it too. We got to want to change. We got to want that salvation. We got to want that peace, that love. We got to want to be, we got to want to be willing to do whatever to get to it. I know that sometimes I'm being a hypocrite because I'm not doing everything I can. But after everything I've been through, if I'm this way, it's because I need a break before it breaks me. I can't let it break me. I can't let it make me give up completely. Because if I give up completely, that's worse than making little progress every day. So if I'm making this little bit of progress and I'm not giving up, that's better than, you know, having given up. So I don't mind being called a hypocrite right now as long as I know in the future I plan to change and be better. I plan to make every little bit count towards something. I'm still intentional about what I'm doing. So call me a hypocrite. You're going to be calling me that until it manifests. And I feel like the only reason you got you got whatever you got to say is because you feel like one day it will happen. And you take your opportunity to say it now while you can. Because by the time it really happened for me, you know, what can you say? Don't start acting like, oh, I knew this was going to happen for you. I believed in you the whole time. I do not respect nothing like that. But, you know, some people believe in you and they'll never tell you. So you got to know. Other people, they'll tell you, but they don't believe in you. You got to know the difference. Other people will believe in you and they will tell you, but those people, they're so rare. It's so rare that those people come around, regardless of anything, though. You know? I have God. I don't really need anybody else. And I think I'm coming to terms with not really being for anybody here. I know I'm wrong. And I really am undeserving of all of God's love and mercy and grace. But that doesn't mean that I should have to settle for things that I know I do not deserve even now. Before I'm who I know I'll be. So that's just my opinion, you know. And also, one last thing. I respect how men are able to judge women so harshly. You're able to call a woman a smut, a slut, and everything in between when she's not to your liking or up to your standard. But when you're not up to her liking or her standard, you know, it'll be a million times over whatever a woman who's already being called everything you should be called before you ever get called it as a man. I do not respect that. Men are able to have opinions like that. Women aren't. 